It's about to get real with the MTV original reality TV star OGs, John and Beth, as they chat with great guests to discuss reality TV, music, pop culture, and real world life. Pick up your phone and go to wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Getting Real with John and Beth. Turn it up. Getting Real starts now. John, have you been watching The Traders Show? No, I have not. Oh, it's so good, John. You got to start watching it. Like, it's so good. At first, they, they downloaded three episodes for you to mm -hmm. watch. And okay. now they're only doing one episode a week. And I'm kind of losing my mind because I just want to continue watching it. It's so good. CT from the challenges on it, mm -hmm. Honey Bananas, okay. and Michelle. And it is, they're doing a great job. Those are all real world people. Yes, but they're mixed in with a lot of different reality stars. Uh -huh. And it's just fascinating to see them, you know, all mixed up on the show. You know, Peacock really has it right. They're taking reality <laughs> stars from all of the different streaming services and uh -huh. putting them together. Maybe uh -huh. Paramount Plus will do that too. That would be amazing. Oh I mean, they kind of do it where they put big brother people, right? And survivor people. Anyway, it's really interesting to see reality stars from different streaming services together in one show competing. It's so exciting. And the fans are really, really loving it. Well, I heard a lot about this on social media, on Twitter and Instagram and all these things. And a lot of people were speculating and even outright saying that you were supposed to be on this show. What happened? Why was the ultimate trader not put on this show? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I was like seeing articles online that I was starring in The Traders with right. CT and Johnny Bananas. And I don't know. I was holding out hope that I was going to get a call and it didn't happen. So maybe, maybe next season I'll be on the traders. I'd love to do that show. It's totally my kind of game. Yeah. I don't know who these other real world people you just mentioned even are, but you are the ultimate trader for sure. I've lived with you twice and now this podcast, and I'm super excited today about our guest because, you know, I don't watch every episode of the challenge I record it and I mean to watch it, but Sometimes I'll just watch a whole bunch of episodes at once. And I came across this, this guy that I didn't know. And I thought, first of all, was he like chiseled out of some Greek God magazine? I mean, first of all, dang him for being so good looking, like give the other guys a chance. But what I noticed was they kept putting him into elimination and he kept winning and coming out of it. And that's the first thing I noticed. So they must have thought he was an actual like humongous threat. But what I noticed even more than that was he was probably the nicest person, except for yours truly, that has ever been cast on the show. Like just genuine nice guy. And he's become my favorite. He's a fan favorite and he's a fierce competitor. Welcome Horacio Gutierrez to Getting Real. Thank you for coming. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Absolute honor to be with you guys. I mean, this is this is amazing. I have to say, you are my all-time favorite. <laughs> wow, thank challenge. you, thank you. I mean, you are just incredible. I mean, you are. You're blushing. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I know. You're 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 really attractive. And <laughs> thank you're, you. You're super athletic, and the way you just hold yourself on the show, like you mm -hmm. don't you don't lose your cool. You're right. so calm and collected, and you just. You just, you just, I don't know. You're just like the Terminator out there. You just get it done. 
you just get it done and nobody wants to go against you. I mean, I've seen the big dogs <laughs> look on their face when they have to go against you. Mm. You're trying to keep it together, but they're like, well, I don't think anybody wants to go against you on the challenge. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for all of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going out there trying to do my best. When I went in there, I didn't know too much about the challenge. I'm going to be very honest. And so, you know, walking in there and I have bananas, I have the Jordans, I have Darrell, like all these big time players that, like I said, I had never heard of. It's like, <laughs> what what am I doing here? You know? And so I'm glad that people got to, to see a little bit of what, what I can do. I mean, I'm not much of a drama guy, as you guys can see. I'm just there to compete and, you know, have a good time. Sometimes it's hard to have a good time because they're just trying to get you out, but you got to yeah. make the most of it, you know? Yeah. I think that, first of all, all those people you just named, those big time players, you're in that loop. I mean, I'm, I've been watching lately. You are, you are not outside of that circle. You are in that circle. Frankly, I think those people you named are starting to fear you a little bit. But do you think that w when you first entered the challenge and they started putting you into the elimination, do you think it was, hey, let's get rid of this new guy because we don't know much about him? Or do you think they were instantly trying to get rid of you because, hey, this is a, we don't want to face him in, in the finale. We don't want to face him as time goes on. We got to get rid of this A-plus player. No, I think uh, at the beginning, just like every season of the challenge, when there's new people, the rookies, people are going to target them. And I think that's what happened with me. I think out of all the rookies that season, I was the least known out of all of them. I was coming from another show called Exatlón on Telemundo, which is a Spanish show. And I didn't have those connections of, you know, everybody else kind of knew each other from Love Island, Big Brother, Survivor and all this. And my show was very different from all of them. And so I think that immediately put a target on my back, being the new guy. Um, and I think little by little, people started to be like, oh, went from eight, possibly being just a rookie to like, this guy's a threat. And I didn't see it that way. I, I still, at the time, I was like, oh, I'm just a new guy. I'll just take him. It's just like freshman year all over in a sense, you know? But yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like taking anything personal at the time. It was just how the game is played. I understand everybody already has years of friendship or relationship. Right. When did the switch like flick for you and you realized they're going to keep throwing me in here. And when did you start to realize their respect for me has changed because I keep winning and I keep coming back? I think the switch came. There was a point in the season when we were divided from our rider dice. So I was a, they separated me from Olivia. I was on the, diff, on the other side of the, the teams. And that's when I'm like, okay, I have nobody to quote unquote possibly defend me. I know Olivia would step up and try to play her social game. But then the guys just, just started coming after me. And then I beat Kenny at one point. And then once I beat Jordan, I think that's when that was my last elimination. I was five and zero at the time then. And I think that's when people are like, Oh no. Big time like, respect. Big time yeah, respect. They're there. like, all right, this guy is going to be a problem. And I think I was trying to do my best to prove it during the challenges, but I kept coming up short. I wasn't getting the wins as a team or with my ride or die at the time. And so I felt like I was showcasing a bit, but I just wasn't doing enough. And that is what caused me to be going into elimination so many times. I think I was nominated, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was nominated nine times. And then I, I went in five times. I got saved a couple of times with just the daggers. Yeah. But if not, I probably could have gone in all nine. And had I mean, it's got to be a record. It's got to be a Do you think they <laughs> kept sending you in eventually because we got to get rid of this guy? He's, he's kicking our butt. Or do you think they just kept sending you in because you weren't performing on the dailies? No, I think they were just, they were thinking further ahead you know i think they're thinking right. about the final i wasn't too worried about not winning the dailies obviously i wanted to have that 
I don't even want to say power because I didn't know what I was going to do with that power, but I just want to keep myself safe. And so the dailies didn't bother me too much. It was just like, all right, I have to get over this, this hump of like, I'm always going to be thrown in no matter what. And you took it well. I mean, everybody watching was like, quit throwing the nice guy in. Like, <laughs> like we want him to stay, quit throwing the same guy in. And you kept winning. And everybody was just like, wow, this guy's Superman. We can't eliminate him. <laughs> and then you'd get saved by a dagger. And it's like, man, we can't even get him in there no matter what we do. But yeah, you're super competitive, but you, you super nice guy. Here, here's what I want to know. And I think a lot of listeners probably want to know. How did you first, so you were on the name of the show. It was a Spanish show you just said? Yes, Exatlon. So how'd you get on that? You're huge in soccer, first of all. Did they find you in the soccer world? No, it's pretty crazy story. I, yes, my entire life I was playing soccer. That was the dream to become a, a professional. And when COVID hits, obviously you guys know the world shut down. There was, there was also no teams, no nothing. And at the time I had my girlfriend at the time, my ex-girlfriend, we were visiting my grandma and the show was on. And my grandma was like, oh, I would love for, for you to do that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm a soccer player. I don't, I don't do that TV stuff or anything like that. And she goes, oh, why don't you do it? She was talking to my ex at the time. And she applied. And to be honest, the worst application of her life, she like left things blank. She was just kind of doing it to, you know, please my grandma. And then maybe two, three months pass. And she, she lets me know. She's like, I just got a call from Telemundo. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I had forgot about it. And she has had as well. It was a show. And they just said like, okay, um, we want you to come on. And she's like, oh, you know what? I think my boyfriend would be really good. So I'm going to pass your information to them. And I mean, I guess long story short, they push her to the side and they bring me in to the show. And I mean, after that, it was just like, whatever door opens, I'll be ready. It was a very, I liked the, the idea of that show because it was just competition. Every single day we were on TV, six days out of the seven. And we were just competing for hours every single day. It was like an optical course, kind of like a ninja warrior. And then... We had like a aiming portion at the end, kind of like circus games. So we had to like knock stuff down. We had to throw discs, stuff like that. Uh, but it was really cool. The format was blue team, red team. I was part of the blue team. The red team was made up of pure professional athletes. So you had MMA fighters, you had Olympic athletes, you had professional soccer players, all these amazing athletes. And you got to just compete against them on a daily to kind of see where you stand as well. So that was a fun one, but I was locked in there for, for six months. It was long. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Horatio. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back with Horatio, and he's talking about his appearances on his Telemundo show. And so you're doing this Telemundo show. When did you get a call to be on the challenge? How did that happen? I mean, another thing that I wasn't looking for, to be honest, it just happened. A friend of mine from that show from Telemundo, he reached out several months later and he's like, look, I met this guy who said he could possibly get us on the challenge. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but say yes. All I remember is like, it's the challenge. It's on MTV. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then we started talking to, to the guy and we just started building connections and it just happened to be that he was working already with Olivia and I'm like oh that's well that's pretty crazy and then kind of just that's how we connected and he's the one that kind of like you know put 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 our name forward for the challenge we did the casting we did all that and I was kind of giving the green light because they're like, okay yeah we like you they flew me out to Argentina that first season and then they tell me you're an alternate and I was like oh like I was not gonna go on they they just told me that if you don't go on by next Thursday, this was probably like four days prior to that Thursday. Like if you don't go on on Thursday, we're going to fly you back to the States and you'll be on standby. And you didn't know you were an alternate until you got there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I got oh, there man. and, you know, we had a bunch of the cast. You had Tori, you had Laurel, Anissa, Turbo, all these players. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to go in with them. And then I don't know where they're like, nope, you're an alternate. You're not going in. Mm. And so that definitely hit because kind of same thing happened to me with that Telemundo show. I was called and then two days before they left, they canceled my flight. They're like, you know what? You're not coming with us. You're going to, we're going to switch you to alternate. And wow. I'm like, I already have my flight. They're like, nope, we're going to cancel that. Just ignore it. We'll call you later. Ugh. And so the show was originally eight months. I went in there for about six. So I was I, in later. And so when that happens now with the challenge, I'm like, no, mm. this is, this is not cool. This is not, it's probably not what I sh- I'm supposed to be doing. It's not cool. Gonna... Actually, it's not cool <laughs> yeah. at all. And, so- uh, was that was Olivia on that one with you as an alternate or just you for which one for for the challenge? Yes, we were we were already partnered up. We already knew that she okay. was going to be my ride or die, and we were both alternates along with a couple other couples that were there. Um, and then I mean, just I hate to say it, but thank you, COVID. A couple of people tested positive, mm. and that they gave us a green light to go in. I mean, they're okay, obviously they're they're fine, but because them testing positive, that meant me and Olivia went in, and then you know. I mean, as a viewer, I can't imagine ride or die without you and Olivia. 
you guys, <laughs> you guys were like the whole story for me. And then of course, you know, there's a, a few times, Beth and I know a little bit about reality TV and used to be very rare, still rare when the producers will break that fourth wall. And I mean, that's the main thing I remember is when Olivia got hurt and couldn't continue. First of all, what a gruesome injury. What a horrible thing to happen to, to anybody. And then for that to affect you so greatly. I mean, you had been through this emotional roller coaster. Now we're finding out of being an alternate even. We're even I'm on the show. I'm flying Argentina. No, you're an alternate. Okay, we're on. We're not on. And then to get to that point in the game and have your, your partner get injured and then have a producer say, you can't continue without her. And I mean, you were like in tears, frustrated. You were on go. I mean, I... Everyone, it was great television because we were feeling your pain and you were like, please let me continue. And they're just like, I mean, there's no way for you to continue without your, your partner. Tell us like, I mean, obviously that moment was, was hurtful, but I mean, to have a producer come into the camera and just break the fourth wall is a very rare thing to happen. Yeah. I didn't know as well that usually a producer doesn't break that fourth wall. I'm so, I guess, so new to all of it that when she stepped out in the moment, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, there was cameras around, but I just saw it as, you know, it was such a, a very nice gesture of her because she knew I was I was feeling it. Like you said, I had been an alternate to going into the season, to having to fight several eliminations, to like now we have a possibility of winning. I really did think we could have we could have won that final, and then obviously something out of your control happens, that accident, and I did feel that I could continue, I could do double the work. That's what I was fighting for because I just felt like all right, this is my time to finish it off to, to, to shine, to prove it to, to everybody and, you know, to win it for Olivia and myself at the time. But yeah, it was, it was very tough and super, you know, grateful for, for the amount of support along with the producer that came out and she's like, look, you're going to be fine. And I'm so sorry, but you'll have next season. I'm like, I don't even know if I want the next season. Oh I just wouldn't right. Right. Was start so, from zero. Was so sad. Like I didn't understand, like, couldn't they have flown somebody else in just to be with you. That's, that. That's what I was hoping for at home. I was hoping, <laughs> come on, you got to have somebody walking out to just take her place and be your partner. Yeah. Some alternate, some other person ah, you've done this on. horrible Bring treatment to that's on. waiting in the wings to come. Yeah. Somebody No, Yeah. I did. Didn't like the whole, and you know, that's out of my control as well. But one point during the season, for example, I eliminated Jordan and then he came back because his rider Dionisa was still in the game. And mm -hmm. I remember TJ saying, as long as your ride or die has life, you're still, you're still in the game. Right. And so at the time, that's what I was trying to fight as well. I'm like, I'm still in the game. Yes, Olivia's out, but I'm still here. So that means we could continue. And they're like, no, right. not for the final, not for the final. And I'm like, ah. No, so, you cool. know, it was a tough pill to swallow, but at the end, it just. But see, they knew we've got this awesome cast member that everybody loves and is a fierce competitor. And they knew in their heart, we've got season upon season in the future <laughs> that this guy's going to come back for it. But you were just thinking, no, no, this is the one I want. Yes, I wanted to make that that statement. And to be honest, I just wanted to get it and get out. <laughs> you know, I just kind of proved it to myself that I, I could win it. Being a rookie, I know that there's not too many people that have said they've won it as a rookie. So I just wanted to claim that. And, uh, you know, it didn't happen. It happened for a reason. And we'll see what, what's, what's next. I want to go back to this whole soccer star. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I want to find out. Soccer star. Like, how did, first of all, when did you start playing soccer? I was five years old when I started. I am currently 27. So I, I played for, I mean, I laid back the soccer because I've been away with all the shows and stuff, but I dedicated pretty much 20, 22 years of my life. I mean, I'm sorry, 22. I'm 27. I dedicated at least 18 years of my life of just every single day going out, training and just trying to be the best I can be. 
And how old were you when you knew that I want to, I, I want to be a, a professional soccer player? I think I figured that out real quick. As soon as I started playing, I didn't have the best startup because <laughs> um, it's funny. Like the first day my dad takes me to training and my mom was trying to like protect me. She's like, no, no, he's going to get hurt. And so my dad's like, come on, come on, just go. And so he like pushes me into the practice. And as soon as I start like kicking the ball around a little bit, <laughs> kicks the ball and he just hits me straight in the face. Mm. And I I start crying and I leave and they're like, my mom's like, you see, I told you he was going to get hurt. And my dad, he's like, nope, we're going to push him. We're going to make him play. And I'm glad he did because that turned out to be the best thing for me. And I think probably a year or two later, I'm like, this is what I want to do. Little did, little did your parents know that soccer was not where you were going to risk your life. You're going to be jump, jumping out of helicopters soon and, <laughs> and living with crazy people on TV. Who did you oh, play yeah. for? Who, who, were the, who were the soccer teams that, that you had the most success with? Well, I always, I played here in El Paso. I'm in El Paso, Texas. And I grew up playing here with the local team, um, which we were very successful because we got to play big time team. We got to play like the under 17 Mexican national team. We got to play these, these big players. But then I went on to play at Grand Canyon University. Then I went over to Mississippi. Uh, then from there, I went over to Australia, which was a crazy experience, but it was an amazing one. Uh, I was, I went to Spain because I was promised something and then it turned out to be a scam. And so I was homeless a little bit there in Spain, trying to chase the dream. And you were an alternate. <laughs> there you go. I've been an alternate my entire life. <laughs> mm. but, oh, so it's no. a scam. Yeah. It was just like an agent that said, oh, look, I'm going to get you into this club. And once I was there and I was training with the club, he's like, all right, I need you to pay me a certain amount. And I said, I, I'm not going to pay you. You get a certain percentage of whatever I win, but I'm not going to pay you. He's like, oh, well, if you don't pay me, we're not going to sign you. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm not going to pay you. He's like, all right, we'll get out of the house. And I was in Madrid. And mm -hmm. I just left. And so I was walking around. It, just a lot of bad luck that day, that, that week or however long I was there because my card got canceled. So I didn't have any money with me. Phone service was not, I was ha having to fight for Wi-Fi, and certain times I had to pay for it and I didn't have the money. So just a lot of things went down, but I think it was a, a very good experience because I learned so much. And even though I was homeless, I, I had a good time in Madrid. <laughs> So, so soccer, is that, is that something you're still pursuing or are you done with soccer as an athlete? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I think I'm done. Unfortunately, I think at one point you get to, you push so much for, for something and maybe it's not giving you exactly what, what you're looking for. Like I love the game. I absolutely love it, but I am older now. I obviously have to look at it as a financial uh, standpoint as well. Like soccer was not giving me enough. And so I'm like, okay, I'll keep playing, but I'm not that that guy anymore. I'm not the soccer guy. My family used to know me as a soccer guy. I was carrying the soccer ball everywhere I went. And now it's like, you know, I just play for fun. And it's, it's a tough pill to swallow as well. Cause you know, you kind of don't, you don't make your dream come, come up, come a reality. So it was hard, but at the end of the day, I do think that soccer opened up the doors for me in Exatlon and in the challenge. The reason why I am who I am is because of soccer. The reason I push myself and, and everything that I do, and I try to do it to the best of my abilities. And I have these certain disciplines that certain people are like, oh, that's crazy. It's because of soccer. And I try mm. to incorporate that into the challenge, into how I am with people, into how I just attack everything. And so, you know, I didn't get to reach my dream professionally as a soccer player. I got to play quote unquote pro because I was getting paid, but not exactly how I wanted to. Yet that made me who I am and it opened up so many doors. So I will forever be grateful for, for the game. Well, don't, mm. don't, give, don't give up your dream. I mean, you're only 27. If that, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're well, going to play soccer anymore. It's, I mean, dreams it's change. Happen. Well, dreams, dreams change. Dreams change, but still, still, you're 27, and you never know. 
somebody might see you on the challenge and be like, Hey, I know he plays soccer. We should yeah. give him a call. You never know. It's actually funny you say that because after ride or die season, a team contacted me, an indoor soccer team, professional team. And I went out there and they signed me. So yeah, like, I guess that I could still continue to play. I actually have a, a tournament in, I believe June and it's a pretty big tournament. You're also playing for a million dollars. So it's a big prize. Oh, that's and... a reoccurring theme for you, playing for a lot of money. <laughs> so you yeah. haven't hung up your cleats. You got you got soccer in your future. I do, yes, yes. I haven't hung hung it up completely. Like I said, I'm I'm still I just I will never get away from it. That's mm -hmm. just my my first love and it will always be my my forever love, soccer. Mm -hmm. And so it would always be in my life. But I think get it, I'm still quote unquote young, but in the professional world, twenty seven, it's like if you're not playing first division or if you haven't been playing in second division for years or something teams are going to look at you and they'll be like look he might be really good he might be extremely good but he's 27 where we have a 19 year old an 18 year old hmm. a 20 year old who is probably not as good as he is but he is young and we could build them to be better right. so you know it, it's tough like a lot of teams won't want to take that gamble with a player of, of my age and i have a couple injuries when i was in australia i had to come back to get knee surgery little things and so teams obviously look at that um, but I'm not close to the idea. I, like I said, if, if I were to get another opportunity, I'm sure I'm going to go for it. Well, let me ask you a philosophical question here. You know, what older people like to do is we like to ask younger people, what do you see yourself doing five years from now? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's a, I'm going to be very, very honest. I, I don't know. I'm a person that has, I always have ideas, but I'm not like a big planner. Because I think, you know, life could throw anything at you. And for example, if you would have asked me five years ago, what would you be doing? I'd be telling you, oh, I'd be playing professional soccer. But no, I'm over here competing in the challenge and, and doing exathlon. <laughs> and that was two TV, two, two TV shows at the same time. Little things like that that I would have never imagined. And so all I could really do is just keep working hard, trying to maintain a positive attitude towards everything. I feel like doors will open up um, for a lot of things. I'm not too big on the whole social media thing. I really do try to stay away. I'm a person that kind of turns off their phone and just walks away. And I like to be outdoors, be hiking, running, all that stuff. And so, you know, I think life and, and God has, has a plan for me. And I'm just kind of going with the flow, putting my positive energy towards whatever comes my way. And so I really cannot tell you. I'm just trying to stay positive. And I obviously have certain ideas. Like I, I want, I want to have a family. I want to do all those things. But, you know, I think... Uh, there's a time for it. And that's God's time. So we'll, we'll find out. You are 27 years old and you have accomplished so much in your life so far. I mean, when I was 27, I had no idea what I wanted. To do. <laughs> so I, you are just blessed with all of these great opportunities and I'm sure it's going to continue for you. I'm loving your girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> I see yeah. sweet Awkward, awkward. I, well, I'm just saying I do. I see these videos of you together and I just, you know, I'm telling people I love this couple because you two together, you just bring out the best in each other. You're both glowing and living your best life together. And it's just so nice to see. And it's just so real and organic because there's a lot of people on these shows that have just these showmances yep. just for attention. <laughs> and that's the most annoying thing to me <laughs> is to see all these fake relationships. I'm not going to mention any names, but come on, Beth. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> Get real, but just like jump from one to the other, you know, for status. Do you know what she's? Do you know what she's talking about? To stay relevant. Horatio. 
Do you know I who mean, she's talking? I don't. I actually don't know. If she wants to throw out names, Beth, yeah. go ahead. So my co-host stirs it up a lot. I don't know if you noticed, especially on reality shows. She likes to stir it up. Anyway, I appreciate your relationship, and I know that it's the real deal. I mean, I don't know you personally, but I can tell from watching you guys together, it's the real deal. And I'm I'm excited for you guys. And yeah. and. I hope I get to play with you guys on a, on a future challenge. I would love that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, that'd be amazing. And no, thank you. Thank you. Definitely the relationship. I was, I told her, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything for the show. I'm not going to do anything for cameras. If I'm in it, it's because that's what I feel. And so, yeah, I'm glad that people are starting to see that side of her as well. I know that she, she didn't have the most amazing reputation on TV, just on because of her past shows and all that. And so for people to start seeing this other side and start supporting her, which is, I thought the biggest thing is exactly what, what I wanted out of, out of this season. You know, I wanted people to see her the way I see her and that's happening. So extremely happy. Like you said, uh, it is legit. If we're not doing it for the show, I, I will never do anything for the show. I promise everybody that. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what, what the future has in store for, for her and I as well as individuals and together. How did your relationship start? Did it start on the show or did it start after the show? How did that come together? So we had met, obviously, in Ride or Dies. Uh, and no, it kicked off, honestly, this last season of Battle for a New Champion. That's where, you know, our relationship really blossomed. She went in there like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, talk to anybody. I went in there with the same mindset. And I think that's the, the best. You know, when you least expect things, that's when the best things happen. And, you know, it was definitely a surprise. I think it was a surprise not just for me, but for her as well, because we're so different. We're extremely different. But it has the way we have balanced one another has has very has worked very well. Once we left the show, we continued it. She knew I was going to leave really soon. Like I got out of filming the challenge and it took maybe like a month and I left to go film this other show. Uh, so that was another four months away, four to five months that I was away from her. And we, we pulled through. We kept it going. And right now I think we're doing good. It's her, her birthday's coming up. So I have a bunch of plans I have to have to come up with. I'm actually, it's funny because I was, before I came on this Zoom call, I was just booking things and looking everywhere. So it's going to be good. And I'm very excited. You're so romantic. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Beth, I you're think... blushing and gushing. I've known <laughs> Beth for 31 years. She was my roommate on The Real World in 1993. I've never seen her quite this <laughs> blushy and gushy. This is a little ridiculous. Well, I'm I'm fangirling. Over yes, the yes, you, I you are. I truly am. I love them together. How's your husband and children? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Horacio, you mentioned, okay, so... Norris that she had, you know, in the past, there were some, you know, maybe she wasn't all that well liked on previous shows. And so you were glad people were seeing this new side of her. And first of all, I got two part question is, is that fair? What do you think about that? Like now that you're not really new to reality TV anymore, you're, you're kind of like, you're the, you're the happening thing really. And you've been around on a couple of shows, at least now a few. And how do you feel about that? People forming opinion about cast members. And then my second part is, but have you ever experienced like, negative i can't imagine people saying that. i even <laughs> tweeted about you once i'm like this is the this is the greatest guy like how can you pull against this guy so i mean have you experienced online hate or or you know the haters and the watchers not saying bad things about you think about those questions and we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back 
All right, we're back with Horatio, and uh, we're talking about viewers' impressions of of cast members about his girlfriend, about himself, and just overall, what do people what do people uh, what do people think when they watch you on TV? Yeah, um, it's I think it's very easy to judge people right on TV, especially reality TV. First off, there's there's editing going along with the show, so depending on I guess even your story or how they want to make you play out, they will edit that to be how they want it, you know, producers, but also it's based on what you give them. And so going back to even my girlfriend, yeah, she didn't have the most amazing reputation. And it's also hard because she was coming from, from those like dating shows. And let's be honest, dating shows are a mess. People yeah. are, are there and yeah, it's, I, to be honest, I don't like them at all. I will not watch them and I will not watch anything that she's, she's been part of, but you know, at the end of the day, it's also somebody's that's what they were living in the moment. And everybody kind of goes through their a phase of whatever it may be. Some people are, you know, are seen as a villains on, on TV. Some people are, are this and that. And I think it does show a little bit of who you really are, uh, but not for everybody. I think there, there is exceptions. Personally, I do think they have done a good job of showing who I am because yeah, the, the quiet guy that, you know, they're like, oh, he's quiet. He doesn't talk. I really do consider that's me. And I just kind of stick to myself and that's it. And then there's other people that kind of play up the part. There's people that as soon as they see the camera, their their personality changes. You know, so it's very hard to tell who's real and who's not. And for, for example, for once again, my girlfriend, I think what she lived in that past, that was her. She had to go through that to now become the person she is now. You know what I mean? And I can't judge her based on that. I think it's the complete opposite. I have to just accept it and see like she went through that to now become the person she is now. I went through the soul soccer thing. I got rejected so many times. I got so many no's in the soccer world to now being accepted into this other world, right? <clears throat> and so you have to go through a lot of things to, to become the person that you are. Every, I think that's how it all works. So it's easy to judge, like I said. And, but I don't know. Everybody's perception of reality TV is, is different. And that's how mm -hmm. I kind of see it. In terms of myself receiving negative feedback or you know, hate on social media, I am blessed to say I have not received much. I think I've obviously read a couple of comments of like, oh, he's boring. He's just a tree. He doesn't talk. He has no social game, oh, um, you know, all those things. And I actually, I, I love hearing that. And I actually tell my brother, hey, if you see something negative, screenshot it and send it over to me. Like, yeah. I, I want to, I want to see those things. And obviously I, I, I'm super grateful for the positive um, messages for the amount of love and support that I have been receiving because it has been absolutely insane. It really has. Uh, sometimes I'm just like, this is, this is like, like there's a pressure upon me, which is good because I like pressure. Um, but it's like I'm I'm just a I'm just a regular guy, you know. Well, it's I want to ask you, and you can feel free to say no, I'm not going to play that game. But I want to ask you to show your cards a little bit and ask you a point blank <laughs> question: Is that laid back, Horatio? You're not up in me to people's faces, you know. You're not doing all the the yelling and screaming and aggressive is that a strategy for you on the show like just to lay back and soak it in is, is that intentional um no because i think that's that really is who i am i think now that i'm two seasons in and i'm seeing it i mean yeah it could definitely be used as a strategy uh, but i didn't i didn't start off with that idea like i said i just came in there and i'm not confrontational i think when it comes to competing that's when that other side of me comes out and i'm more confrontational in soccer games i remember like I, I wouldn't back down. You know what I mean? I was up in guy's face. I actually have a picture where I'm choking some guy because he tripped me or something and I'm just like choking him. And so like, you know, wow. <laughs> I guess I do have that side to me, but it's only in competition. Other than that, it really has to get 
extremely personal like somebody really has to jump yeah. the gun to for me to react well, who way. on the challenge would you like to choke i think we're getting somewhere now <laughs> who would you like to literally choke oh, i mean man. i'm not even on the show and i'd like to name some actually no i think um my first season i i'm i'm, I'm good i think i was i had a pretty solid relationship with everybody the second season of battle for a new champion uh yeah things definitely changed a couple people that i would love to just you know, face them like one-on-one, maybe elimination or something, you know, possibly a a J and a soft, you know, all the the little Alliance, Emmanuel, honestly, all that, all that group of people that were against me, like, I just, why were they against you? Because he's the goat, John. I, I want I want our guest to say it. He's so he humble. I, the why, goat. why were, why were these posers against you, Horatio? <laughs> yeah, they, they were apparently threatened. Of, for yeah. me to make a final because they, they didn't want to run against me. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think when when CT came in at last uh, chaos elimination and he's like, why are you down here? And I'm like, I guess I'm a threat. And so yeah. I thought it was really nice for him to, to kind of, he's like, been in your shoes. And he, you know, he gave me a, a pass that day. Yeah, but, he was gracious. Yeah, he really was. He really was. And but the so, right answer would have been, I'm down here, CT, because I'm your replacement. That, that's <laughs> the correct answer. <laughs> No, I mean, I have, uh, yeah, tremendous respect for all of them. And yet to still watch so much of them. I haven't even watched most of the episodes this season, just because, like I said, I was filming the other show. But just what I've caught up with a little bit, the people what they have sent me online, the comments and all these things. I'm like, wow, I did not know it was like that big. Like people were just Horacio Kylan, Horacio Kylan, Horacio Kylan. I'm like, wow, like even your your own ride or die, right? Coming after you, giving people the green light that you don't want to you don't want to see me in a final, which is it's sad, but you know that's I guess uh, that's how it is out there in the challenge. I think that you don't have to have this deep social game because you're you you can beat everybody. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to fake date. You do not have to pretend to be everybody's best friend. You just don't have to do that. You don't have to stir up any kind of drama because at the end of the day, you can win and everybody knows that. And Thank so you. they're going to do every everything they can. They're going to scratch and claw and do everything they can to get rid of you. So yeah. you don't have to do those things. It's almost like your strategy is, you know what? Put me in the elimination. Then I'm going to win and I'll come <laughs> back. And then when I come back, I'm going to know who my friends are. And your true colors have been shown. Yeah, that's honestly, that's a good strategy. And I've there were several times where I'm like, I want to go down there. Let me compete. Let me compete. Because I wanted people to start showing their true colors. So yeah, I think it's it's a good strategy. And I guess the only person that could beat me is uh, Narice. You know, she proved it. <laughs> but no, I'm ready for, for anything, for anyone. I'm not saying I'm invincible. I know I'm not, obviously. But I know uh, I also have a lot of confidence in what I can do. So How many yeah, challenges like, have you been on? I've been in two. So now, and, and you made the final in, in which one? My rookie season, I made the final. And then this last one, I got eliminated really close to the final. Cause that was a final. That was a final when Olivia got hurt. That was the final, wasn't it? Yes. We were already about oh. a day into the final. Yep. <laughs> so who knows what would have happened? And, and I know you, you, you know, you probably can't say, but you probably got some other opportunities to return and to do really well. Hopefully, hopefully. I, yeah, I, it's now, uh, I have to get it. It's, and it's mm. not even, it's obviously for me, but the amount of, of people that are, are now with me and they want to see me be crowned that, that challenge champ and stuff. It's like, all right, I have to respond for, for everybody. 
And so I, like I said, I love the pressure, a lot of weight on, on my shoulders, but that's, I think, uh, where, where true champions are made. So, you know, it, everything has its perfect timing. I didn't get, get it these last two, but I think, uh, hopefully I, I get another, another shot at it. So what's your dream cast? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know. Dream cast. <laughs> Let us know who, who do you, who would you love to play a challenge with? Wow. I mean, there's so many people. And to me, to be honest, so many people I actually, I don't know, no disrespect, but I really don't know just because I'm so new to everything. But I think I've always said, I want to compete against the best. I want to, I want to run a final against the best. I want to have to fight for it. You know, a lot of people want to play that game of like, Oh, I don't even want to go into elimination or I want to get all the good people out. No, that's not me. If I have to see for me personally, one of, one of my, my favorites. And I think he, he's fair to say one of the best ever is Jordan. And I think because we're so similar in the way we compete and little things like that. And, you know, no disrespect, obviously to Banana, to CT and all of them. They're also amazing. I just identify myself more with Jordan. And so, you know, I want to, I want to see them. I definitely want to see uh, the OGs, OGs, because without, you know, without even you guys, like the show wouldn't have been what it is now. And so my Dreamcast would just be made up of, of a good mix of, of everybody that has really, you know, made, made a print the challenge you know they left their mark and there's a lot of people that are easily forgotten but then there's others that people want to see back you know i've i actually shooting a blank because there's so many names but like i said all those people that deserve that other shot the people that that really fought for it the people that made the final the people that are champions the runner-ups uh all those people are the ones i want to see you know and obviously my girlfriend but <laughs> Yeah, the, that's I think my dream cast. I just want to compete against the best. I want to I want us all to kind of go to war and see really like what we're made of, and I want to see what I'm made of as well. I think mm -hmm. I, I have a lot to to prove to myself and and to everybody. I feel like I haven't done enough, and obviously I I haven't because I haven't won. So yeah, that's uh, I I want to see you go against Jordan. <laughs> Who's gonna make it to the finish line first for the championship? That's the show I want to see. Believe I want to see you and Jordan. I would, I would love that. It's yeah. I know that, you know, I've trained with him outside of the challenge out here in the real world. I've been out in the California, what? the real world. Uh -huh. Stop it. <laughs> and true story. <laughs> and so, you know, we go out and train. We, we ran a couple of times together and I mean, the guy is, is a monster. He, he well, you're him. humble. You're humble. And I'm going to say this because this is my podcast and I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> These names that you just said, you mentioned CT, Bananas, Jordan, and what you said next was, and I have a lot of respect for these guys. I don't have much respect for those guys. <laughs> and I'll, there's a lot of reasons why. I, I don't have a lot of respect for them from what I've seen and what I know. But I have a lot of respect for you for a couple of reasons. You have a you're in that circle of of the best of the best. You say you want to compete against the best. If I were on the show or others that get cast on the show, see your name as a cast member and a competitor. I'm just telling you, they're scared because <laughs> you have proved yourself. And here's why I have more respect for you than those other names. You've proved yourself in two short seasons uh, of being on the chopping block more than anybody I can ever think of in 40 seasons, plus all the other spinoffs that they've had. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you've kept coming back, but you've remained humble and kind. You're a nice dude. And you've done this in two seasons, Horatio. These other turkeys, 20, 22 seasons, it's taken them to accomplish this status of where they are. So, yeah. I mean, 
And I got to be honest with you, they're not all that great of guys. You're a great <laughs> dude and people love you. That's why you've got a, a long future in this. I'm sure you're going to keep getting asked to be back because you're easy to cheer for, but you're a tremendous competitor. And I'll say it again. You have accomplished in two seasons what these other guys have done in dozens of seasons. And you right. are, you are a fan favorite. You're one of the best. And I mean, it's hard not to like it, just to be honest. No, thank you. Thank you. That, that really means, means a lot. And yeah, um, it's kind of everything kind of very surreal. Like I said, cause yeah, I don't know. I just went in there and like, I got to be myself and I wasn't sure how people were going to respond to it. I knew that the little that I had searched, researched about the challenge was, was drama. You know, I look up the challenge on YouTube and stuff. And the first thing I see is, you know, people fighting and then there's hookups and all this. I'm like, what am I getting myself into? Mm -hmm. And trash I, TV. It yeah. is trash. It's, it's so trashy. But you're not. You're the good guy. You're, not. you're the good guy. You're not. And that's, Listen, that's what I love that... about you the most. That's <laughs> what I love about you the most is that Karashi, you're. Whatever show you're on next, I'm pulling for you. I want you to win the big prize, put everybody in their place. Would you come back on the podcast another time down the road and talk to us about everything that happens between then and now? And just, man, go for it. Keep being awesome. Uh, we're a fan of you, and we'd love to have you back. No, thank you. Yeah, I would, I would love to be back. I, like I said, thank you guys for having me. Absolute honor and pleasure. Yes, we'll see what's, what's next. I've already lost. I've lost four shows now, unfortunately, you know, two in Exatlon. Uh, the first time I got I got eliminated one day before the final started. And then this last time I just got eliminated in the semifinal. And then the challenge, I got DQ'd in the final. And then I just got eliminated right before the final. So it's been, yeah, I've been just there, there, there. And I just can't seem yeah. to jump over it. But You're a star and you have tell. saved the show. I'm telling you, the show was a little bland with all those people that you named that you had respect for. <laughs> it needed you. We got you. Thanks for being on getting real with John and Beth. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Hopefully we catch up in the, in the challenge. All of us. Can't wait. Can't wait until next time. Keep it real. Kentucky sunshine blonde. She didn't have to search for a young man's love. And he stole her heart away Struggling to make their dreams come true She worked so he could wear the blue one day And serve his fellow man An American dream only they could understand True story the news and how each day they twist the truth away about the country that he
You've been listening to Getting Real with John and Beth on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Firioli. Edited by Michael DeVestia. Produced by Lindley Ehrlich. Hosted by Beth Delarchek and John Brennan. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow Beth at Best Real World and follow John at johnbrennan.com. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram at Getting Real with John and Beth. Until next time, keep it real. Beth! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.